This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Can you tell if someone is an alcoholic? We'll talk to a top medical doctor, a recovering alcoholic himself, who shares the shocking health effects of years of alcohol abuse. Turns out that the number one cause of death worldwide for men between 15 and 56 years of age is alcohol. Then... These days, there's a big bad world out there of bad guys and predators. A top criminal profiler shares advice for parents on how to keep their daughters safe. You have to help your daughters pick the right adventures, pick the right excitement, and not get themselves into a whole bunch of trouble. And then at 15 years old, already have a miserable life. Those two stories, and much more, are coming your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. Our show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. You may think it's obvious when someone is an alcoholic with slurred speech and other obvious signs, but our next guest says he drank every day, yet led a productive life as a medical doctor. Now a recovering alcoholic, he joins us to discuss what he calls the shocking physical, psychological, and social effects of alcohol abuse. Let's welcome Dr. Jeff Hurton to InfoTrack. How are you? Just great, Chris. How are you? Terrific. Thanks. You're the author of The Sobering Truth, What You Don't Know Can Kill You. In your book, Jeff, you say that for over 30 years you were a high-functioning alcoholic. What's that term mean? Well, Chris, that's somebody who drinks every day, but it doesn't affect their life in the sense of losing a job, losing a wife, losing a house, going bankrupt, getting a DUI, going to jail. Basically, a stealth, high-functioning alcoholic, of which there are many, many in our country. So that's a pretty common thing, I guess, huh? There's been studies that show that somewhere in the neighborhood of 30% of the population would be considered high-functioning alcoholics, people who are drinking every day and drinking to a, a level that would be considered intoxication. What was the turning point when you realized you had to make a change? Well, I knew for a long time I had a problem. I was really in serious denial, but subconsciously I knew it was a real problem. And I had an episode where I had a really angry outburst with a young man at a horse ride that I was doing. And it was just so over the top, and I ended up, it was really a public humiliation for me with the family and the mother of this young man. It was like somebody slapping you in the face. I just could not ignore, and I knew what this angry outburst was all about. I was drunk. You talk about the physical effects of alcohol, what it does to the body. Could you share some of that with us? It's interesting from a perspective of a doctor. When I got sober, I started to research alcohol as far as its physical effects, medical effects, and I was absolutely astonished to find how little I knew about the deleterious effects of alcohol. Alcohol is causative and partially causative in 10 different kinds of cancer, including breast cancer, all the cancers of the GI tract, prostate cancer, liver cancer. People don't realize women that drink per ounce of alcohol they drink a day raises their risk of breast cancer by 5%. How many deaths would you say occur every year, if you know this figure, well, from alcohol? It's astounding. turns out that the number one cause of death worldwide for men between 15 and 56 years of age is alcohol. 2.5 million men 
worldwide die every year from alcohol, from either its effects or acute alcohol poisoning, whatever. I can't give you an absolute figure. I can tell you that half the homicides, half the um, deaths from vehicular uh, accidents, alcohol is involved. We're talking about a huge, huge number of, of people that die. Now, it's not close to the number of people that die from tobacco-related, but the thing about alcohol is it isn't just about the person who smokes, in this case, drinks, but it involves everybody. It involves the family that is so dysfunctional because this alcoholic is in their midst. The wife who gets beat up when Papa comes home after a few beers at the pub on the way home. There's a very famous medical journal called Lancet. They did a study last year where they looked at all the drugs there are, everything from sniffing glue to crystal meth to heroin. They found alcohol to be the most damaging to the person who uses it and to the people around that person, much more so than tobacco. And think of what we do with tobacco. We tax it heavily so that it will pay for all the harm that it does. Well, we need to start thinking about doing that for alcohol as well. We're talking on InfoTrack with Jeff Hurton, MD, who's author of The Sobering Truth, What You Don't Know Can Kill You. How about in terms of younger people? Is alcohol a big factor with teens? It's absolutely a huge, huge problem. It turns out that the younger a person starts drinking, the more likely they are to become alcoholic. 25%, fully a quarter of all alcoholics are under the age of 20. I speak to middle schools in my area. I've done just some surveys. 50% of all kids 15 years of age are drinking. 50%. What would you say to somebody who says, well, I drink, but I have it under control. It's not a problem for me. Is denial of a problem pretty common? That's why I wrote the book, because you can't read this book and read about all the physical problems and the psychological problems and the anger issues and the physical issues and not have it be a wake-up call if you have a drinking problem. Well, you mentioned earlier the tax situation or the way the government deals with alcohol sales. What other remedies might there be in society to help this problem? We have two real strategies. One is to increase the cost because it shows that that decreases intake, and the other is education. And we have to get young people before they're committed drinkers and we have to educate them and that's why my push at middle school because that's the age group when these kids are being introduced to alcohol when they hear about acute alcohol poisoning what it's like to die to drink a bottle of whiskey and die in an hour and a half with a couple of buddies you know while the parents went out to a party or something it's just very very startling and very stunning to these kids and they really it's amazing how much they pay attention to the truth in terms of changes in society, is alcohol becoming more of a problem? Is it the same as it has been? Do you have any information on that? It's more of a problem because it's become so societally acceptable. You go to a reception sometime and look around and see what non-alcoholic drinks are being served. There aren't any. You get wine, you get beer, maybe they have some iced tea for those of us who don't drink. So it's just such a socially acceptable thing. And then because of our long history with this. You know, somebody gets drunk and does something stupid or something criminal, and we just say, oh, well, he was drunk, as if that justifies what was happening. It doesn't justify what was happening. And just to be clear, your feeling is no one really should be drinking at all. No, people ask me that all the time, and my feeling is there are people who can have a glass of wine twice a week, and they don't have a problem. But people who drink every day and people who binge 
which is 30% of the population binges. Four to five drinks at a sitting or drinking to out of control, frankly drunk once a month. That's binge drinking. That's 30% of the people drink are in that category. We call them normies, people who can drink occasionally. Oh yeah, I drink twice a year at a wedding. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not a problem. It's the person who's drinking every day and who finds that they go to a party and they're looking for the bar as they walk in. That's when you have to wake up and say, gee, maybe, you know, this is a drug. Let's call it what it is. It's a drug. Are there some people who, because of their metabolism or whatever, are more susceptible to becoming alcoholics? Yes. The real alcohol addiction is a brain thing. And if you don't have enough receptors in your brain for dopamine, which is a feel-good chemical in the brain, you're more prone to alcoholism. Who are those people? Well, they're kids who are born with fetal alcohol syndrome whose mothers drank when they were in the womb. They are the younger people that drink early. They get decreased dopamine receptors. And people who were not nurtured in the first year of life, really nurtured, their parents were in a divorce, mother was upset or stressed out about something else and didn't give that infant the nurturing it deserved and needed they develop less dopamine receptors, and when they get to drinking later in life, they're more prone to alcohol. Well, the book is The Sobering Truth, What You Don't Know Can Kill You. Jeff Hurton, M.D., is the author, and you'll want to visit the website, soberingtruth.com. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Chris, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Next, straight talk from a top criminal profiler on how parents can keep their daughters safe from bad guys and predators. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. <laughs> 